Famous cheese spread studios in the downstairs pub. The Blockout Sports Pod is back on the air from behind the master control desk in the aforementioned downstairs pub. My name is Travis Carter. I will be your host and moderator for this evening. Over my right shoulder at the high top table is the big fellow, the tuna country Matt Kempf, and bellied up to the bar, a man many believe is responsible for the dawning of the age of Aquarius. The fabulous one, Freddie Benders. All right. This is, this is my favorite version of Freddie right here. Wearing his red and black and an ACC shirt. ACC. <laughs> ACC. I, I, you know, get, I, get I should be wearing ready, a Big dude. 12 shirt, but the ACC, you know, you know what we're doing this weekend. We I'm got putting big you plans. in the bed of my truck on the way up to Indianapolis waving a big ACC flag <laughs> as we travel north on 65. Yeah, baby. I can't wait to get some looks. Like, that guy's wearing an ACC shirt, dude. Yeah, and uh, hopefully uh, hopefully one of these days we can get this thing uh, video, you know, where people can see it. Because I think uh, people would really get a kick out of uh, – Fred's attire tonight, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I, what about the crow in my mouth? No, uh, yeah, um, I like the red and black though. Yeah, baby, we uh, go Reds. Yeah, <laughs> it's great to be back tonight. It's great to be here uh, recording. Um, as always, we are on social media uh, on Twitter at Blockout Pod. Type in Blockout Sports Pod in your Facebook search engine. Um, I really wanted to start this week <clears throat> just oh, quickly. I can't wait. Uh, talking about uh, something that we had touched on last week. Uh, you know, <clears throat> we have started our um, our blockout sports pod fantasy football league. And uh, I was just there's 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 four people down here in the uh, in the in the studio tonight. Uh, myself, of course, uh, Tuna, the fabulous one. And uh, Jody over on the whiteboard, um, fellas, uh, how did we do in 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 week one of uh, fantasy and in, in the uh, blockout sports pod fantasy football league? Freddie, you want to go first? Uh, well, uh, when when I saw that my Jets D was projected for four fantasy points, I was <laughs> I proclaimed immediately on the group text that there's no way that that would happen. I knew that the Jets' D would dominate, and oh, did they ever. Uh, but, yeah, uh, they dominated so much that uh, I had them on Monday night. Three interceptions, one for a touchdown at the end, and uh, I lose by one point. Two. Who did you get beat by? Colin. <laughs> and I was down, man. At, well, you know what? At one point, I was oh, two points away, and then – Josh Allen made his run all the way down the field. And then I started losing points. So that's what hurt the interception for the touchdown. But I was like, I think I'm going to win. I think I'm going to win. No. 
Uh, Tuna, how did you do this week? Well, um, I was going into Monday night with a, I believe it was a 74% chance of winning the game. That's um, pretty good. That's pretty. I would say that's pretty good. Yep. Um, and then about four plays into his series, my starting quarterback disintegrated. Oh. Um, Ooh. Apparently, I'm no doctor, but his Achilles gave out. Oh, ouch. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. So that's uh, how my night went, and I ended up losing by 24 points. You know what? I think he had more points than Joe Burrow, though. No, he had, <laughs> he had negative one. <laughs> and he didn't one. even play. <laughs> no, he had, he had negative one. So okay. that was. And uh, Jody, off the mic, how did you do? <laughs> he says go back to texas johnny so that must mean he <laughs> lost um yeah. can i say one thing on my team and please, then i'll shut up please. because i lost uh you know i noticed on the ticker on wednesday or thursday they they decided to say that a kicker got signed for five years big money i don't know 18 million or whatever and i'm like oh wow they had enough uh balls to put a kicker on the ticker that signed a big contract. His name's Graham Gano. He was my kicker. And uh, by the way, I'm Say not blaming. So, Gano. I'm not blaming this on anyone other than the idiot kicker that missed <laughs> both of his field goals <laughs> and got me negative two, and that's why I lost. <laughs> uh, glad y'all signed him, Giants, with your uh, uh, forty nothing uh, ass whooping and two missed field goals. Um, so a I quick think Matt said that team was going to be really good this year. Well, Giants, who, what team? Giants. You're... <laughs> yeah. Look, we're not going to, we're not going to overreact to week one. No, no. A, uh, a quick rundown, uh, of, uh, the standings after week one, Josh, Jimmy, Johnny, Colin, and your host and moderator are all one and oh, Freddie, Martin, Tuna, Jody, and Greg are all 0 and 1. Now that is will obviously change as the season goes on. I but would it like was... to say something about those real quick. Yes, please. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs are also 0 and 1, and they're Super Bowl champs. So you can lose Week One That's and come right. back and win the Super Bowl. There's no, there's no yep. question about that. Yeah, I know we'll <laughs> get into the NFL towards uh, the uh, end after college, but there, there's some bad teams out there. Um, fantasy teams real teams right um and speaking of teams that uh and that can sound like a gunshot going on that's what them high noons do speaking of teams that didn't necessarily live up to what we might have hoped um fred oh man what a bad can i go get a drink (laughs) fred your uh your alabama crimson tide you need to open another shotgun for this week (laughs) <laughs> against Texas when it was a, uh, you know, <sighs> awesome atmosphere. Uh, you know, I was pumped to watch the game. And they just never seemed to kind of get things. The thing about Alabama <clears throat> for years and years is that even when they start not necessarily well, I always expect, especially at home, I always expect them to, you know, put a couple of drives together. Uh, you know, the games. I was convinced the game was going to the final possession until late in the ball game, just because I'm conditioned to think that. Right. But Fred, uh, 
nobody follows the Crimson Tide closer than you, and I know you have thoughts on the game, so uh, please let us know what you thought watching that. Well, I have many thoughts down. I, I, I know that, that we didn't really break the game down hard last week because there's so many games going on and stuff. But, uh, you know, you you have a, a past offensive coordinator come in, Sarkeesian, and it's weird. He loses games in his in the Big 12 here and there. But, man, when him and Kiffin come to town or you go there, offensive coordinators that's played for us, they know our defense well. Uh, even if he didn't, and I know we have different coaches and stuff, but, man, he played us like a fiddle. Like Charlie Daniels, from the first play of the game and on, I was like, he's got us on our heels already. Uh, two of their touchdowns were when we had two freshmen come out. Uh, I think they were on a cover two touchdown. Uh, he just played us. I mean, we we were going up and down. They ran the ball, like Herb Street said, just enough to do well with the run game. But uh, obviously, yours was fantastic. His shot, his uh, balls were on the money. The wide receivers <laughs> were great. And then, if you really want to get down to it, it really all comes down to the trenches. We were beaten in every facet of the game, except the kicking game, uh, which is embarrassing enough to say they missed one or maybe two, and we made all of ours. Uh, we do have an all-American kicker, but what sucks is we don't need him. <laughs> we're bad enough. Uh, that we can't keep the game close. But here's here's the thing that goes on with Bam. I, I got some things jotted down here that I saw when I watched it for the uh, second time. Jesus, um, why do you put yourself through that? Uh, you know, the, for, here's, the, here's a big kicker. Texas, you know what they averaged on first down in the game? Eight yards. Eight yards wow. on first down. When you're averaging eight yards on first down, you are literally on third down. You're you're just playing, laughing. You're just playing with us like a puppet. And uh, I thought that was fantastic that they were able to do that. We were leading in the fourth quarter, uh, as we have many times. I think our streak of, uh, I think it was like 41 games where we were leading in the fourth quarter. Uh, that, that ended along with a whole lot of others. But uh, 21 points in the fourth quarter, Tuna, uh, Texas scores. Uh, that was the most shocking of anything. Of course, we're going to be a grinded-out team. Our quarterbacks, uh, not a lot of – we got a lot of – I don't know. We just our, – apparently our running backs, we, we just don't have a lot of uh, really, really good skill players. And, and saying that with the recruiting classes we've brought in is ridiculous. And I, I, you know, the coach turnover is big. They, I, I don't, I don't know. I just don't know. Uh, Saban is soft in his pressers. Um, you know, maybe we didn't do enough uh, transfer portal stuff. Uh, but, but we just got flat out got our butts whipped by a better team, a uh, team that was ready for us. Um, we can't. Here, here's here's another stat. The last six losses. Bama has led in the fourth quarter against Power 5 teams. The last six losses, and we've lost every one of them. Now, I don't know if you want to say the end of a dynasty or whatever, but when you start doing that, you are average in your conference and against anybody else. Uh, 
Um, you know, dynasties can't last forever, and I'm not saying we're on one. Georgia's on a dynasty right now, but uh, I think that's. But last seven games were, were uh, I mean, it, it, it's just unbelievable. Uh, we had put no pressure on the quarterback. Uh, if you don't put pressure on Quentin Ewers, you're not going to win. Uh, we had pressure on ours. We looked confused. Uh, I thought we would put our other quarterback in if there's such a big controversy, uh, and and he, and we made our choice the week of the game. Well, if one is not playing well, why don't you put the other one in? Well, then I answer the question: You got to have a scrambling quarterback if their defense is in the backfield the whole time. That's exactly what I was. <laughs> I mean, about what to are you going to do? So I think Saban knew. Maybe even going into the game, we were in trouble already. <laughs> and uh, it, luckily, it's a non-conference opponent. But 73, ga- 73 straight games leading at home in the fourth quarter, that streak snap. 57-game regular season snap. You saw all the streaks that were snapped. Uh, 21 games at home. Like Travis said, it just normally we will usually make that push. I think the craziest stat of all, and I'll end with that because I could go on and on forever, but Nick Saban, since he's been at Alabama, uh, basically has never, uh, what was the stat tune that they came out with? He's never lost by double digits in the fourth quarter in his career coaching in Alabama. Mm. That's that's a pretty in, in insane stat at first at one point i think they said it was his career but i think it's just at alabama uh and you know he's been there a long time but uh kudos to the texas longhorns they played great uh i know i was on my sec kick uh this past week and i was really on it because we were playing tough teams and we lost to a tough team uh, I'm sure as we go on into some of the games this past week, we'll find out that we kind of evened out. But uh, that's all I got to say, man. Suck it up. I we think um, my biggest takeaway from that game was something that I haven't seen from an Alabama team in a long time was, and you touched on it, Fred, was getting punked at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Right. Like, they – Offensive and defensive, and yeah. and Milrow had no time. And here's another thing: you guys have have been blessed. Alabama has been so blessed with some of the best wide receivers, probably ten of the top wide receivers, and quarterbacks for to, that matter, to come through there. Well, quarterbacks Matt like Jones, you can go through Bryce and say Young. like you know Greg McElroy and well, AJ Coker McCarron and Coker. They were game uh, managers. Yeah, I'm saying like, but I'm talking about. I know you're Bryce a big. Young, I know you're Mike, a big Brody Croyle guy. But, uh, no, but Mike Jones, yes. uh, Tua, and all that, they could get us out of but those, even out of that trouble. Even in a, in a time frame with that, Alabama has always controlled the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, and they have been able to run the ball at will and get pushes. And we're not seeing that. But none of the wide receivers out there could get any separation. Get no separation. Right. Like, I can agree with you on Sark. Um, coming in and knowing how to exploit Saban's defense. Right, like, that right. makes sense I to me. Get it, but, but how you cannot have a game plan against that right. Texas defense with all the athletes. I'm not buying that these guys are not athletes. These are these are cream of the crop. I, I think 
I think but, there might be some growing pains here with Tommy Reese. Oh, I think so. Let me ask you a question. Where were where at, at the beginning of the game? We were running the ball mm-hmm. fairly decent. As, yeah. And and dude, this happens to Bama games all the time lately. The last even with Bryce Young, we abandon the run so early. It drives me nuts. Bear Bryant's rolling in his grave every time they do that. Like I don't. This year there was supposed to be. Man, you know, you heard in the in the uh, Middle Tennessee State game or Middle Tennessee that uh, our offensive line is bigger than any offensive line in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So what? They couldn't block anybody. No. That doesn't mean they have good technique. I mean, Not our center. All. They don't know how to play together. How about our center? They were all over the place. Hiking the ball on the ground at least nine times. The ball hit the ground. He couldn't even. And the, you know what that means? That means he's worried about. This guy coming at him yeah. before he gets set. Yeah, I mean, well, offensive line is the unit on the team that has to know what each individual moving part is doing. Right. They have to have unison with each other, and those guys were not in any no. sort of toe together no. at all. No, Run They were scattered. They were all over are, the place. Right. They were right. reactionary more than anything. Right. Pass protection is different than run blocking, and we quit running it. And I mean early. I'm not saying quit running it if it isn't working, but I can't believe that they abandoned the run so early in the first quarter. Um, I'll tell you another thing. On defense, if you want to switch it around, Tuna, we had six pressures and zero sacks. Oh, yeah. I mean, dude, that that's just horrible. I know. Hey, what happened to the corner blitzes? Like, we don't have any corners that can come in and be creative and do a corner blitz. I mean, I know they were throwing it deep, but we, if you don't put pressure on a quarterback, I just don't uh, – th- th- especially when he's hot and he gets confidence, he's going to pick you apart. Uh, on the other side of the ball, I don't understand why we're not uh, – why, why, I mean, wh- where's these uh, wide receiver slants? Why was Milrow looking deep down the field every time? No wonder they didn't get open. You've got to try to get them open and make adjustments and have them come off these little, uh, a little slant or something I like that to get them the ball and let them Milrow, do their thing. With Milrow, it comes down to two things: he didn't feel comfortable in the backfield, and two, he rushed it. He didn't. He didn't right. go through any. You could tell that he, he was oh, just he scatterbrained. Never, he never looked at he, the no at at two or three at all. Not at all. No. no. So. I don't know that's something they're going to work on or they're going to change quarterbacks. And, and they look prepared. We got outcoached. There's no other way to say it. We got outplayed and outcoached for sure. Uh, I, I, there's really nothing else uh, you, can st- you can say about it. Uh, I don't think we jump off the bridge yet. Um, Saban is still, you know, the second best coach in all of college football. Um, I do think that the, looking at all the games, especially this past week, and I know it's early, but and and like I said, when I got on my SEC kick last week, I was saying that we're at least playing teams. You know, uh, as we get into some of these games that happened this this week, you're gonna we're gonna find out that uh, some of our some of uh, it's it's I've never seen it more wide open than it ever has been. Do you agree? This year. What being I'm wide open? Ohio, All of college everything. football? It really is. Dude. 
I mean, except for Georgia who plays nobody, they still have a quarterback that is brand new. They've got to get used I, to I, Georgia does not look impressed. I sent a text to you guys right. last week or over I the mean, games. I said, I'm going to say it now. Georgia's overrated. What about Ohio State? I don't think their quarterback looks that no, great. No, their They're offensive line even looks out. bad. And, and you've got other teams like Colorado and all these teams are catching up with everybody. Michigan may be the most sound team. Uh, of course, they haven't played anybody. Uh, either I put them right in the same boat with Georgia, but there is a lot of good teams out there and a lot of teams that used to be really good that are average right now or a little above average. Um, Florida State's looking better Florida and better. Florida State looks tough, and I know you were off on their quarterback no, and yeah. their team, but you've got to look at them and say they're one of the hottest teams well, out I'm, there. I'm looking at their schedule, and it's winnable. Clemson is – not great. No, I, I still feel like there's the a lot. There's <laughs> a lot to grow there with Clemson. Yeah, yeah, they. I uh, mean, they really are. I was laughing at them in the game. Now I feel just like them. Yeah, I started eating pizza Saturday night. Had a boy. <laughs> <laughs> but but look at look at some. Let's get into some of the games. Uh, is that all right, Travis? Sure. I mean, Mississippi or uh, Texas A and M. That was a big game at Miami. Miami spanked them, but good. You want to talk about another lost team on all facets facets of the uh, of the game. They lost in everything. Line of scrimmage, offense and defense. Uh Miami was by far the better team in that one. Um you know, uh Vandy gets beat by Wake Forest. <laughs> what do you think I'm wearing my ACC shirt for, baby? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh but Bama loses the Big 12. Then then Auburn goes to Cal, beats them. Ole Miss, uh, they didn't look good versus uh, Tulane, but I give Tulane a lot of credit. They gave them some really crazy uh, looks in that game. I don't know if you had time to watch that one. I did watch that uh, one. Yeah, but I, you know, Miss, I'll tell you a team that looks good in the in the SEC that I that I've been that I talked about early on, Mississippi State. I know they played Arizona and the game went into overtime, but I do like what they're doing. Um, but, but I mean, you, you know what I'm saying? Like Oregon beats a good, uh, a team Texas you, tech team. And you, we knew that game was going to be tough. Yeah. And I was going to say that game saved my Saturday evening to where I could turn that Bama, Texas shit show off and, <laughs> yeah. and actually watch competitive football. Exactly. And well, credit to you. the red Raiders for coming out you know fired up because I mean, yeah. they, that was a, they took that L. And, and they came out just fired up. So that was don't the, forget we were leading in halftime and did lose thirty four twenty four. It wasn't a blowout. You could tell <laughs> we we just covered it. That it you could tell blowout. by watching it that that how it lopsided over. that game. But look was. at uh, North Carolina. They you know and they, they go into overtime against App State. App State just Another, has their number, man. I, I know. Which uh, shout out to Colin. Uh, I mentioned it on our group text last week. He told me he thought that that was the, the yes, goofiest line that. of the week. I remember that. He thought App State might win the game outright, but he knew it was going to be tight. I remember yeah. that. And I wish I would have listened to him and bet on it. Um, i tell you what. How about uh, old Satterfield, of course, with it, not with his own players. This is this is vintage Satterfield. He's playing what? with. He's got with a lot of guys players. from Louisville. Like, the, the best, like Braden Smith's up there. But. He Emory Jones pit. is probably one of the most surprising. I feel like he's been in college. He, I, he was at Florida 15 yeah, years ago. Yeah. How has he got any eligibility going right now? I mean, he goes to Pitt. And, oh, I have no idea. He's on I, his fifth long, COVID year. I mean, he's got to be. Uh, 
It's, I, is it the Florida, same one or is it his no, son? I think it's him. I, I do think it's him. <laughs> I thought it was a great win for Cincinnati. And, yeah. I, and Pitt. I and mean, yeah. I found myself, uh, for whatever reason, I was rooting like hell for Cincinnati uh, in the fourth quarter of that game. I, It was a fun game to watch. Uh, it had a lot of ebbs and flows and ups and downs. And who knows what the uh, long-term scenario is going to be. For Satterfield, but I would, I mean, he's off to a pretty, pretty damn good start. There. I'd love like hell to get them back on the schedule. Um, we got some open spots now because the cowards up in Bloomington bought out of the contract. I would, but lame. I'm just saying. Yeah, and that's I know, lame. I know who you need to get in there. But Bring I, Colorado down here. Let's watch that. Yeah. And get wild. Uh, uh, that'll be a big. But no, I mean, the, the Keg and Nels game should be played every year. I, I'm sorry. I, like, I agree. You, you, I agree. It should be done. So. Um, but I mean, I guess we got to talk about Dion, uh, Colorado again. I know they played Nebraska, who's taking it on the chin. But we knew they were going to be ready for that game. And what happens in the third quarter? Bam! I mean, I uh, felt Shadur so bad. Sanders has to be for Nebraska's high, defense. Been, because they played their ass off for they that did. first half. They, they did. And to watch their quarterback go out there and screw up possession after possession and just seeing the deflated look on these guys' face over and over again. It's like we said last week, I cannot see Nebraska's offense keeping up with this. Nope. Colorado defense. The fact that was a three-point line was absurd. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I think I said it last week. Mm-hmm. It was might have been the lock of the year. There was no way they were going to be able to score with them, and that's just that's just the facts as they are right now. Well, Vegas ain't going to give us no more Colorado Gibneys. No, no, they no, are. That's no. over with. No, no, they are not. Nebraska has really struggled from a quarterback standpoint. Uh, I mean, even when, uh, ever since uh, Scott Frost was there, <laughs> yeah. they they just haven't been good at quarterback, and it continues. Tommy Frazier got any kids getting ready to come out? Like, um, and I wanted to quickly, before we talk about any other games, and I, I know Fred is very disappointed as a Bama fan uh, the way that the that the Bama game ended, but did anyone have a worse week than Michigan State fans? Ah. <laughs> um, oh, tough week for Sparty. If you haven't heard. Or a great week for Sparty. Well, I don't know. It depends how you want to look at it. I, I was going to talk about that because uh, I'm sure most people that are listening to this are in tune with sports and know that uh, their coach Mel Tucker, who had signed a ridiculous ninety-plus million-dollar contract, um, got himself into a little bit of trouble. I'm not going to get into the. I mean, if you haven't read about it, read the USA Today article about it. Um, it's a difficult read. I mean, <clears throat> at at one level, <clears throat> at one level, it's it's humorous that they've gotten themselves into this position. But nothing about the actual situation is funny. It's 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 terrible, and uh, this guy has probably cost himself. Although I saw his statement. Uh, later on in the week and he's clearly angling to try to at least get some of the money that is laid out there on the table with the things that he's saying but it's going to be a long protracted 
drawn out. It's going to go to court. Um, and Michigan State now finds themselves in a uh, complete state of flux when I think a lot of their fans were feeling okay about the way that this season was going. They have a huge game on Saturday against my Washington Huskies. Um, I hear that they, they have elevated one of their assistants to interim head coach. Aren't they and bringing Mark D'Antonio back? They brought D'Antonio yeah. back as a as an associate coach. I like D'Antonio. Uh, well, I think a lot of people there do. I mean, the stability that he brought there. Uh, he took them to a college football yes, playoff. And, and yeah. People, yeah, that's right. Yeah. We beat him like <laughs> by 30, but he was there. He got him there. Glory days. If you go on like the Michigan State, uh, you know, the message boards and stuff, I didn't really realize this, but I'm not sure that there's a team in the United States that has a more inflated idea about where they are as a college football team than Michigan State does. If you read their their message boards line by line by line by line, I mean, you would think you were reading about Alabama or Georgia or or, or teams like this. I mean, That's these guys basketball team same way. Uh, Dig into some South Carolina uh, stuff. Well, also. and and and, and yeah. you know, fans are crazy uh, and fan and fans are stupid. But but uh, I am extremely interested, not only in Saturday's game, which I already was interested in with Washington coming to Michigan State, uh, but to see how they uh, play the rest of the season and what is obviously. The Big Ten West is awful. The Big Ten East, I think, is shaping up to be pretty damn good. And, uh, again, I hope Michigan State sucks and they lose every game for the rest of the year, including when they play Indiana again. Um, what do you guys, like, what is your, like I said, we're not going to get into the ins and outs and the details of this, but... What do you think Michigan State's kind of like what they should look for for the rest of the year? Like, what are they what do they need to do to kind of solidify this thing and not let it go? Because don't you think that this is something that could really set them back? No, I mean, no. you thought it would no. set back north. I mean, I know it's way bigger than. Anything that happened Northwestern, way bigger. I mean, you know, this involves way more. I mean, the Northwestern stuff. I mean, it, it, it's you, you can't compare them, but they're both bad things. They are. Hell, Northwestern's winning. I mean, uh, well, I mean, they're, so not, they're not that good, but they uh, they beat they, UTEP. I know, I get it, but they're they're going on. I I don't know how. I don't know how that D'Antonio coming in is a huge. Like Help Tuna said, program. I think the uh, I think the biggest thing is they got out from underneath a ninety million dollar contract. That's, that's what I'm saying here with Michigan State. If I'm a Michigan State fan, I'm looking at this and I'm like, this is not a program issue. This is a person issue. This is we had a head coach that that screwed. That, that was this was just an awful decision by him <laughs> and stupid too, man. But um. But nationally, nationally perception coming goes away. The, coming off of the Nasser stuff and the stuff that happened with their How basketball program. How long ago program, was the Nasser stuff, though? 
Just was it like five years ago? Uh, probably three. I think we're in a bit of a microwave oh. society where that's kind of, I mean, there's probably a lot of people out there, Travis, as sad as it is, that don't even remember the Nasser stuff. Yeah, well, um, it's more com- connected to the Olympics. Well, but it's part of a, a athletic department for a university. Yeah, um, I mean, and you know, yeah. people saying, well, this this was obviously known about mm-hmm. at Michigan State, but, but he was Osh- successful. Yeah. And they- Osh- shucks, Izzo's gotten out of a uh, little bit of hot water himself. I think COVID saved him. Yeah, but I, as far as Michigan State football, which is the main focal point here, is uh, they're going to be fine. They, they're they're going to get out from this. If I'm a fan, I'm excited because we can move on from Mel Tucker. We're not trapped into this contract. Um, I mean, they haven't been. And they haven't been. They can attract decent coaches. Uh, I mean, honestly. <laughs> they haven't been good in quite well, a while. I don't you even, think that. Uh, I mean, well, it was two years ago that when, when he got him. his contract and, and they, they were really good when they had Kenneth Walker. The yeah. Third, yeah. And they were an excellent team. Yeah. And, and, and before that, like D'Antonio took them there. And then uh, before that, it was, I mean, they, they, they got. Um, Ah, who was it that was there before D'Antonio? I remember D'Antonio came from Cincinnati, but it wasn't John well, L. There was a gap there, but they've had some really good teams. Don't you think that it that it sets up perfect with uh, the disgruntled Alabama fans? Well, our to, coach coach there too to bring <laughs> to bring the prodigal son back to East Lansing and have Nick Saban. Oh God! <laughs> now have Nick Saban carousing the sidelines again at Spartan Stadium. Wow. I think it sets up perfectly. What say you, Fred? Uh, no, well, <laughs> that's not gonna I think we got a better chance of seeing John L. Smith back up there. I mean, dude, don't forget Mel Tucker coached at Bama and has a couple championships there. With sure, him. and he'll probably right. end uh, up down there in the Alabama and, uh, Room of Shame with uh, all the other. Well, you know what? Coaches. The Room of Shame ain't helping nobody. It got, so I don't it know got they, Lane Kiffin a I'm head coaching job. They're up there playing dodgeball or ping pong or something. They get, they're in this rubber uh, room up there. Bill O'Brien got like, a, got him another job. Oh, yeah, uh, well, Lane can, Kiffin yeah. got him a head coaching job. Uh, but seriously, no. But, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I know it's a I horrible Charlie thing. Charlie Strong's happen, the only one that made it out. You, Michigan State ain't been on my radar in 10 years, bro. I, I don't even well, think about them. I mean, I'm just saying, like. I know that this happened to him, and it's a horrible thing. And uh, same thing that happened to Virginia is a horrible thing, uh, you know. But so what? What um, explain to me what it takes to get onto your radar? I don't know. Does when. ten and two get on your radar? No, I mean, no. I don't even no, know. It doesn't. What Mi- Michigan State hasn't really made. They were any ten noise. and two with Kenneth Walker the third. Okay, when was that? That was what two years ago. Two or three or. Ten and two. This is his second year in the Ten league. Ten and two. Yes. Okay. What bowl game? What did they go to? That was when they. That was when they gave Tucker. Yeah, that's the Mel big, contract big contract. Okay. They okay. they beat the holy hell out of Michigan, and okay. the boosters came in and so said, "So not this last is a, season, but the season before okay. that." Well, I mean, I think we're spending too much time on them already. Well, I was just trying to figure out what it takes to get on Frederick's radar because, like, I, I don't know. I don't know what teams have to do to be on Fred's radar. I, I don't know what it takes to get on my radar. <laughs> okay. I mean, uh, you I have mean, to be in the SEC. Let, did they win their bowl uh-huh. game? Did they? I mean, I don't, I don't know. know, but I'm with you. Screw Michigan yeah. State. We'll stop. But I want to talk about a team that is on my radar Notre Dame. I, yes. Great Notre win. Dame is all right 
talk about offensive line play. They're big, they're physical, they're strong. They manhandled an excellent defensive front by NC State. And that running back, Audrick Estime, yes. may be the best running back in college football. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's a game changer. And the way Sam Hartman manages the game with that, they're gonna be a tough out, man. Like that's uh and and, and Don't we get through this I have week. Them in my playoff and I never had Bama in the playoff. After this week, We'll go into the week four matchups, but it's an insane matchup day in college football. Great games throughout oh, week for four. for sure. Week four And is in my opinion, net. it's headlined with Notre Dame and Ohio State. Yes, for so, sure. Easily, easily. That's uh, that's when we find out. I think that was the last game I was going to talk about. Who's from, Michigan from State week? playing week four? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, 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 Northwestern. I don't know. Uh, Battle of the Bums. Um, but uh, I, let's move on to this week's. What do you think, Travis? Well, uh, I know you got a big game you like. I want to just start, uh, just kind of piggyback on what we were just talking about with Michigan State. Uh, Washington does come into Spartan Stadium mm -hmm. on Saturday. Five o'clock, I believe, is the start time. Um, I already felt like Washington was going to blow them out of the water. Now, I do think that... 16-point underdogs. I, I do think that it's an interesting dynamic. You know, does does Michigan State rally around the fallen coach? Do the fan... I don't think it matters. I think Washington is... Way better than them. I think Mike Penix, I mean, when he was in Indiana, when he was healthy, he dominated that team. I think Washington comes in there and just beats the brakes off of them. But I'm very much looking forward to that game. Uh, that's – Can I – yeah, that, don't keep going. That's the game that's... Uh, besides the obvious Indiana-Louisville game, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit. That's the game I'm most looking forward to. I'm interested to see how Michigan State bounces back, and I'm interested to see how Washington kind of uh, has to refocus and, you know, put blinders on and say it doesn't matter what the noise is. We got to come into this stadium and play our best football, and uh, I think they will. Okay, I'm going to answer your question. What makes Michigan Hold State? Hold on, I'm, I'm going to talk well, on this. Well, this is Michigan State. You wanted to know what made them, what, how they're on my radar. You're going to play for a Big Ten kill championship. This beautiful diatribe that Travis no, just I'm did. No, I'm not killing it. We're to still go talking into Michigan about State. Washington and okay. Michigan State. Okay. I'm just, I want to answer your question. Win a Big Twelve, a Big Ten championship. Get in the game. Not Ohio State, Michigan. Every single time, or not Ohio State, Michigan. I know they have to mm. play each other, but. You well, Penn State's always Penn on your State's radar. Always in there. They're always on your radar, and they haven't won anything. So, um, but I, I hate sitting here taking up for Michigan State. You always make week after week. You have me sitting here and take up for a team that I don't <laughs> because you just blatantly disrespect them like they're UTEP. You took you took up for Virginia Tech in her Sandman last week. <laughs> they're one of the worst. I've teams never taken up for Virginia. Yes, Tech. you did last week. No, oh. but Travis, I agree. No, that, I'm saying it's got to be. It's scary whenever you're playing a team that loses their head coach, right? Because and the players always rally, and it's dangerous, especially as hell. that first game. Yes, that it's that first game. To yes. play. I know that that is a tough place to play there. I, Never I seen do know it. That. 
They've, there's, that place just isn't on my radar as tough as well, places. Well, I mean, I've, I've seen it on TV. <laughs> oh. looks pretty wild to me. I've been to two games there. And? I mean... The two games I was there, Indiana was terrible, so I can't tell you. I can't tell you whether it was tough to play there or not. I've only ran into them one time and beat them in the playoff, uh, forty to seven. So that's the only time I've seen them. Well, they must have been on your radar then, Fred. They, they were definitely on my radar. Um, so uh, besides that game, uh, what? Uh, and I know that there's not a great slate of you know top twenty-five matchups this week. But what other games uh, are on you guys' radar is something that you're interested in, uh, rep, rep, <clears throat> either from a gambling standpoint or just something that you think might be a competitive, entertaining game? Uh, one game I, I'm, I am looking forward to, be, just because it's always an insane place to play at, is uh, LSU at Mississippi State. Best game of the weekend. Yeah, probably so. Um the cowbells are going to be ringing like crazy. Ding, ding. Uh, Mississippi State is two and zero against the spreads. Record breaking quarterback. So, and LSU, um, I'm still have that week one Florida State beatdown in my mind. Uh, from a betting standpoint, LSU is a nine and a half point favorite. Mm. I'm not going to go heavy on this, but I feel like I am going to sprinkle a little bit on the home underdog. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm going to feel good about it. Yeah. But I might even add it into a few parlays, but I don't I think that's circled. a game that you go at straight up. No. Oh, God, no. No. But so. but that, I, yeah. Nine and a half, it was ten. Uh, it's down to nine and a half. Um Got to talk about the Tennessee-Florida game. And I'm not just I, – I, I really want to talk about something other than the SEC. But I'm looking at some of these games, and really those th those are two really good uh, games. Uh, Kansas State at Missouri, uh, another uh, interesting game that involves the SEC. I don't know why. But I do think that – I mean, let's be real. Tennessee-Florida is a huge – it's a big rivalry. Um, it's in the swamp. They're getting eight, uh, seven o'clock game. Uh, Tennessee has not looked good throwing the ball. Well, how do you think Joe Milton looks right now? Have you seen that? Yeah, Joe Milton. Um, I, I think that he looks better than he did. Um, but I think he looks a little off. I, I think he has accuracy issues and he can sure. throw the ball far, but they have three insane little running backs. That right. are very dangerous. I think Florida's just trash. Uh, I don't even think this is a close matchup. Um, I, I I think it's going to be an embarrassing loss for Florida. Okay. okay. And I was looking at that game early, and it it's so, and it's just because, like we talked about before, it's so ingrained in me that man, Florida is really tough to beat in their own building. But I think you're right. Mm -hmm. I just don't think they're good enough. No, I think Billy Napier. I, and I hate to make this a weekly Billy Napier bash <laughs> show, but I think we, the you Blockout see, Sports Pod yeah. is the official Billy Napier like, bashing podcast. I apologize the to the Billy Napier's family. I mean, I'm sure they're great people, but like I, I, the guy's in over his head. And and again, I'm not going to go after Graham Mertz anymore. I'm just going to say that I think Tennessee is going to smack them. 
and it's not it's not this is the kind of game that Josh Heupel just smiles when he goes smiles about when he goes to sleep at night like he he's not losing any sleep he's not spending a lot of hours in the facility he knows that he can score a lot of points against this team right right um I do think that North Carolina at home versus Minnesota is interesting a little bit. And I think TCU at Houston is interesting. Uh, that might might turn into a pretty good game. Um, there's just not a lot of great, great Can I tell you uh, a little trap game here. that I think could, could be interesting spread-wise? Is Wyoming going uh, yes, to Texas yes, after the big circled. emotional win? Exactly. And you know hey, Wyoming's good. Yes, they are. Yeah. And they're getting twenty eight. Yeah. They beat the Texas Tech team yes. that that, that yes. hung with Oregon. Yes. That's that, uh they are playing well. And if you think they're not gonna come in to Texas Stadium oh, yeah. and be ready, and Texas like Texas has just had the win of the century for them. So. That's a twenty nine point spread, and I could easily see Wyoming covering that. I also like the toppers. Yeah. Uh, Western is is uh, supposed to win their conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming in, playing well. They've got a potent offense, a lot of senior leadership, great quarterback, great wide receiver, going against a, a young Ohio State team with a quarterback that, that is having some growing pains. Here, here's my thing with Ohio State, and, and, and I'm going to say this. I'm not going to bet Ohio State games this year at all because I think – think they have too much I don't think I know they have way too much talent to be playing as poor as they are I don't want to be on the ass end of when it clicks yeah because it could happen finally figure it out any point in time that's for sure so I feel like they're just setting it up and dragging it around that's right I got an interesting game so Friday night no one of course people are watching the Illinois Kansas game right (laughs) so Kansas you start watching the game. What are they up, Jody? Thirty-five to seven. They're up yep. thirty-five to seven. Illinois yep. is looking horrible. I'm going. Oh God, here we go again. Da, da, da. Well, I don't know what happened at halftime, but Illinois came back and made that one hell of a game towards the end. They still lost, but uh, you know them at home. Uh, if that's a night game with Penn State coming in, could be a little tricky. Penn State could be looking ahead and. Don't forget that. Uh, and I love this Penn State team. Believe me. Just a year or two ago, that Ayler is a le- legit quarterback. Was it two years ago, maybe that uh, Illinois came to Penn State as a huge underdog and won that game that went to like fifty overtimes? Remember it, it was. I a, don't remember. It that was game. a slog in the mud, and all I'm saying is I think Illinois is very well coached. I, I don't think they have the talent to hang with Penn State this right. particular year. I yeah. think Penn State is too good. Yeah, they are. I think Penn State wins and covers that spread personally. Okay. Um, I think we, I think we've wiped the slate. It's time well, to get we got to the Georgia, big road trip. We got Georgia Tech, Ole Miss. Oh yeah, Georgia Tech, Ole Miss. Which, and Georgia Tech is playing well. Mm-hmm. Which is my favorite game, and that line has been moving. It's been all over. It's been from twenty-two, yeah. and it's sitting at eighteen right I have now. That circled too. That's yeah. Just, uh, um, it's at Ole Miss, Georgia Tech. I don't really know what we have with Georgia Tech right now. I know they have fast receivers and uh, unpredictable quarterback. Um, yeah. After watching, uh, I, I think a over on that game I, might. Yeah. 
I know I you hate overs. No, I hate uh. overs. No, but, but dude, Georgia, <laughs> I, I, the way Ole Miss looked at Tulane, uh-huh. I don't think it was the fa- – it was a good crowd and everything, but I, I, I really think that Ole Miss just uh, – they had to make a lot of adjustments. I think Georgia Tech's going to give them some trouble. I do too. I really, I really do. Yeah. You said that early in the week, and I was all over it mm. too. We were like – Yep, looking at it, Georgia Tech. Which is always scary whenever we're on the same page. I know. I, I we hate need it. a third person. We need, no, <laughs> we just need to break the curse. And then, like, if we win together, well, then we'll just together. move forward. Yeah. We're going to be together. We'll be celebrating so. at the Slippery Noodle. Like, Let's get, get into yeah. that, Travis. Let's yes. let America know so, what we're doing. Okay, so this weekend, uh, the big game of local interest here, uh, obviously we are in Louisville, Kentucky. And we are in the Downstairs Pub, which is a uh, homage to all things Indiana University. And they play each other on oh. Saturday at <laughs> noon at Lucas Oil Stadium. Yeah, baby. Um, Fred, For the last time. In, in like yeah, two, which, yeah. you know, and yeah. I did want to touch on that briefly just because from a selfish standpoint, they announced this series I don't even remember. It was years and years ago because I remember looking at the schedule and going, my God, when they play that game, I'm going to be 50 years old. (laughs) Well, now I'm 50 years old. I mean, it's no big deal. But my thought was, man, it'll be so fun. That first year we'll all get together and go to Lucas Oil then the second year, everybody, all my friends that are IU people and all my Louisville people will all come to Louisville and we'll have a great time. We'll have a big party. And then the next year, everybody will go to Bloomington and we'll have a great time. Yep. Yep. That was my thought. Now, I understand why Indiana did what they did um, because Indiana is not in a position. I mean, if you look at what – unless they buy their way out of other mm. – games um they scheduled relatively dumb um but again that was several years ago nobody knew what was going to be happening i get it indiana needs to schedule wins selfishly i hate it not only do i hate it selfishly because we would have had a great time going to the game here and going to the game in bloomington i think it was so dumb why wouldn't you wait till next week to announce that you're canceling the series. Why on earth would you do it the week they What do you think? Well, see like 6 months ago or not it wasn't even 6. It might have been like 4 months ago they announced that they were getting out of the Bloomington game. Right. That they bought out of that for I think it was a million dollars. Right. Um I was like, "Okay, that's fine." They're coming here to play, so we're just giving up a road game and getting a million dollars in return. Well, then they announced this past week that they're paying $2 million to get out of this one. Here's the way that I look at this. I want to personally thank Indiana for giving $3 million towards Kenny Payne's buyout. (laughs) (laughs) You've been holding that one for a while. Yeah, so I really... I appreciate that, IU. There's, that's the only good thing hey, I can say about your, you because uh, I am upset jersey? about this. You wear your but... U of L basketball jersey to the game. <laughs> yes. that, that'd be awesome. My Dwayne Morton jersey. <laughs> well, 
Well, I just hate it. I, 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 and it's a total bummer, man. Like I said, it, it I, does. It sucks. I and, get, and it, college football's ruined a lot of these matchups because of this realignment. I get why they're doing it. I get why Indiana did it. I wish they wouldn't have. I wish they, if they were going to do it, I wish they would have announced it next week. Because you know what I'm doing? If, if I'm a coach at, at Louisville, I'm bringing those guys in the locker room and I'm saying... These dudes are scared to death of us. And, <laughs> and let's go out there on Saturday and give them a reason to be scared to death of us. See, you guys scheduled Scott Satterfield, Louisville, and then once Brom came in, you're like, we want no uh, part of this, guys. We're out. That was what I was yeah, wondering. We're like, hey, I, think, I think Indiana scheduled – Bobby Petrino. I think they scheduled uh, Steve Cragthorpe. No, it was Bobby Petrino. Oh, oh it was? Yeah. 2.0 Bobby Petrino. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, – No, it's just fun to say Scott Satterfield because but nobody it, likes him around here. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going up on Saturday. Now – I will say hey, this. Yeah, look for us. We're gonna. If you see the tuna, Freddie and Travis running around, you will. Hey, look for the guy in the ACC shirt. <laughs> Call the cops. <laughs> now, tuna. I want to actually talk about the actual game for a second because I feel like the ultimate under. I feel like there there might be a little bit of, especially locally. And I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I really like Louisville football. I love Brom, but I feel like a lot of Louisville people are looking at this game and going, "We're gonna crush." Well, it. this is a this is an easy win. It's Indiana. I mean, oh no, I oh, but so. no, no, no. no. Wait a minute. Wait uh -huh. a minute. I'm not saying that that that's. I'm telling you, uh -huh. that's a general perception that okay. I'm seeing. On social media and on fan sites and things like that, and I'm okay. and and then I'm looking at it and I'm going, "What do you think the score would be if Louisville played Ohio State this weekend?" Hey, I know where you're getting at because you all played Ohio State exceptionally good, but I know one thing: I've when I've seen your scores and looked at a little bit of. You all, you have a decent defense. You have a good defense. And a scary little back back And there. I'm telling you right now, Louisville's going to have problems with that defense. I am crushing the under on this. I think that Indiana has the not a depth standpoint or anything like that. I think Indiana has the two best players on the field on Saturday. Okay, okay. Um, Who are they? Well, clearly one is Jalen Lucas. Okay, right. Who is uh and but here's the thing. The other thing is Indiana just announced uh Taven Jackson, uh, Trace Jackson Davis's brother as the starting quarterback. Right. I think that makes a big difference. Now, do I think Indiana is going to win the game? I do not. But I do think that the game comes down to a couple of plays in the fourth quarter. Yeah, closer than the experts think. I think I think if you can get it from an IU standpoint, if you could if you could jump on it at twelve, I would have been all over it. I think I'm gonna say eight to nine is probably the number that I think is probably right, but it would not shock me if Indiana wins the game. It wouldn't right. shock me. Right. No. 
Uh, tuna. No, okay, as somebody who feels like they have their finger on the pulse of the Louisville fan base, this is what I've gathered this week. We're scared about our quarterback play. This is probably his toughest test defensively that he's going to have to face. And there's a lot. Louisville fans were just sitting there waiting for this guy to screw it up in a game. He There's going to be a game this season that he's going to cost us. He's gotten by with a lot of mistakes that he's oh, made. Yeah. He's consistently he's under-throwing receivers. He's he's all over the place. He's, he's scatterbrained. And I, I can't really understand it uh, because he has all the time in the world to throw the ball. And it, if you go back and you watch him play while he was at Cal – um, he had no time to play, um, or to in the pocket. I almost feel like he doesn't trust his offensive line enough yet, and he's rushing it. Uh, this is probably the best offensive line that he's played behind since he's been in college, and I'm not sure he knows how to react to it. He's still back there rushing the ball. Yeah. Um, he's got Thrash though. But Jamari Thrash is a great little player, and. I don't know. I mean, we could argue the two best players on the field. I'd say Jamari Thrash has to be and probably one of them. I was going to uh, – I did not mention uh, Aaron Casey, the linebacker yeah. for Indiana, is is yeah. the is the guy that I would – but, I mean, it's mm – -hmm. I don't think there's a question that Jalen Lucas is the most talented football player on the field. But after uh, that, it's it's, yeah. it's it's, you know, you can go – Either way, I think it's going to be a fascinating game. I wish it wasn't at noon. I will say I love Louisville's defense a lot. Um, that wow. uh, they they've played one um, quarter of bad football, I think. Um, and I think Indiana's offense, uh, outside of Luke, that they have some, they have some, a couple of good wide receivers, a decent running back uh, room, but. From a quarterback standpoint, Taven Jackson has a lot of talent, but he's very young. He is going to make mistakes. And I think for Indiana to have a chance to win, IU has to win the turnover battle. They've probably got to make a play on special teams, whether it be a big punt return, a big kick return. Defensively, you know, they've, they've got to limit the big play because that's where I think Louisville – has a chance to that's the way jeff brahm's always yes. done it yeah and uh but man i can't wait for the game it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be so much fun <laughs> hey everyone now i'm gonna handle this since travis is involved in the game and i have no uh dog in the fight give me your final score travis on this one um i am going to say it will be louisville 23 indiana 16. <laughs> I'm just going to tell mine in front of you, Tuna. I have 24-17. Okay. And we both <laughs> win the under, which is 50.1, which is 50.5. Uh, 50 I, and a half. I'm going 24 to 10. Okay. I don't see Indiana so scoring more under. than 10 points on this I mean, this I defense. can't believe the it's 50. Uh, I'm kind of surprised. When I see a 50, when I see an, uh, an over-under mm -hmm. that's 50, and I'm betting the under, my eyes get big. Can I show like you saucers. something? This here, this is a website where a bunch of nerds put statistics in. Okay. And they give you what the analytics say, what they think is going to happen on over and unders. Okay. 
the under 100%. Is that right? 100%. Yeah. I've, I've been itching at that one. I'm telling you, I've been amped for it all week. And, you, and now you get to watch a game with me where I'm going to take the under. Are you going to, jo- are you all going to join me I, with the under? I, I cannot, I cannot. <laughs> I am I joining you, Fred. I am joining me. you. I love it. I'm not betting anything that involves my team, and right. I'm not betting the under. Ex- you like, know what I should have put on the back? I unders the club. Under. The under. unders club. We're going to get you like a yeah. a master's jacket that yes. just says unders, unders club. club. I well, I can't it. wait for the game. It's going to be so much fun to go no matter what happens uh, during the game. It'll be a great time this weekend in Indianapolis. I'm very much looking forward to it. We will obviously not recap to, that game. Not to mention Lucas Oil Stadium. Yeah. A little, dude, we're talking uh, yeah, football, yeah, baby. Yep. Colts look good this week. Um, and Speaking that, of which. That's what I wanted to jump into quickly was uh, week one of the NFL. Obviously, <laughs> obviously the uh, – the big story in the NFL this week is the uh, hor- horribly unfortunate uh, injury to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Tuna touched on it earlier, uh, talking about his fantasy team. But just from a sports fan standpoint, now everybody knows that I'm not the biggest Aaron Rodgers fan that ever lived, but I was very much looking forward to watching him play for the Jets this year and see what he could do. And, and man, you know, I turned the game on. The crowd was going crazy. It was the celebration, not a celebration, a remembrance of 9-11. They were celebrating the New York Fire Department. Yeah, so, yeah. he runs out with the American flag. It was a tremendous uh, uh, anthem and, and, and all that. And then I went upstairs for about five minutes and I came back down and I texted Tuna and Fred and I said, what happened? I see him on the cart. And then I, I think you were the first one five minutes after it happened. You said, well, the rumor is it's, it, it's an Achilles. And I was like, Oh my God. And of course that's what it ends up being. And he's out for the season and I feel like as sports fans, you're robbed of like a great storyline uh, of what could have been. Now, and I feel personally terrible for him having to go through that, but I feel bad for fans of football and fans of the NFL. Jets fans. Whether you were going to be rooting for him or against him. Dude, with hard knocks. I mean, I know. I, I know. Me, I thought Aaron Rodgers was, uh, I, I was over him. I was a little, uh, thought he was weird. This, that, the other. Not that he isn't. But you really get a different side of him on hard knocks, man. And I don't think there's anyone that didn't pull yeah. for him in that game. I think. Travis has is, is, is brought this up to me several times with, with how much I dislike several people in the sports world about separating the craft from the person. Okay? Right, right. Um, Aaron Rodgers, whether you like him or dislike him off the field, he is one of the best and most exciting quarterbacks to ever play the game. Um, I, 
I don't know. I appreciate watching Aaron Rodgers play. I've always been a fan of Aaron Rodgers. And uh, you have to respect him. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't have to, to like he's, him, he's but you have to respect him. Woes. He has won a Super Bowl, but he's had a lot of playoff woes lately with the Packers with good players. But he's a guy's guy. He's a he's a free. You see him in the locker room on on that all his teammates. Like, absolutely, I was gonna say, he him. seems to be a tremendous. And teammate. how about yeah. him going to bat for some of those guys earlier in the season, the coach and stuff after. Uh, your boy, who's zero and one, started ripping him over in Denver. Yeah. Um, so anyway, what do you guys think here? Do you think it's done for? It's over for Rogers. Man, that's hard to come back from. I can't. Um, I can't Kobe imagine. Kobe Bryant did it. I cannot imagine if they tell him there's, you know, if you rehab this for a year, you can come back. I cannot imagine him going out like this. All right. This is where I just I'm don't at. see it happening. Um, I was listening to LeVar Arrington speak on this. He went through a Achilles injury. Uh, okay. And this was, uh, I think, about 18 months um, or 18 years ago that LeVar Arrington went through that. And um, it basically ruined his career, and it, it was done after that. Now, he played a position that was completely different. Playing linebacker is a completely different spot. Now, and let me ask you one other uh, thing. You may or may not know this, and I have no idea. Mm -hmm. Has the medical technology. That's what, that's what I was going to touch on. And he okay. talked about the, the surgery then and the rehab process then as opposed to what it is now. Um, it's less invasive of a surgery. Uh, the rehab is so much more advanced now for healing. Uh, doctors are saying now with Rogers, he's looking to be back to a hundred percent after about six months. Now I'm looking at that and saying they may say that for someone that's in their twenties, he's a 39 year old man. Uh, and we all know as aging gentlemen that speak for yourself, <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> it takes a little longer to get over injuries than it used to. And I think Aaron Rodgers is fully in the mindset right now that he is going to rehab like crazy, and he is going to be back, and he is going to be playing for the Jets next year. I think he's going to get into this rehab process, and he's going to go into a dark room somewhere, and he may come out and say, you know what, my time's done. I think he has all the intention in the world right now to keep playing. Yeah. I think it's if he comes back from it and goes steps back on the field – then he has earned even more respect from all of America and deserves it. And I hope like hell that he does yeah. just from a selfish standpoint. I would love to see him go out on his own terms. You know, yeah, he's an old guy that doesn't sit around and eat avocado ice cream all the time like Tom Brady. He drinks scotch and, and eats mushrooms and, and smokes just, weed and all that stuff. So, And, you know, guys at at his level, you know, especially playing quarterback in the NFL – so very rarely do these guys get to leave on their own terms. You know, if you think back about, you know, give me, you know, the top 20 quarterbacks in the history of the NFL, so often they end up leaving because they got hurt, because they get cut, because they get old. Very rarely do does somebody get to say, I'm leaving at the top of my game. Because I don't want to, I don't know if it's tarnish your legacy or whatever, but I just, I just have a hard time if what you say is true. 
I have a hard time thinking that he's not going to do. Now, whether or not it works, we don't know. But I can't imagine him not trying like hell to come back. Yeah, I I think his mindset's the exact same right now. I'm not sure if it'll happen. That well, what would y'all think of week one in the NFL? Well, I think there's some really bad teams. Very and, bad. And we try not to overreact. You know, they always call it overreaction Monday. But, boy, some teams really laid eggs. I'm going to list them for you. Please do. Steelers. Yep. Bengals. Yep. Seahawks. Yep. Bears. Yep. Texans. Yep. Giants. Yep. Arizona. And I'm going to throw Minnesota on there, even though Jefferson got Well, Minnesota his. deserves to be on there more than uh, the yeah. Texans. I think everybody expected the Texans to lay an egg. Yeah. Nobody expected Minnesota to go down to Tampa, or for Tampa to come up to Minnesota. No. And smack them around. Jeez, no. Man, Nobody. Just, uh, yeah, just bad, bad. I mean, it rained a couple places, so what? Joe Burrow was awful. The Bengals were awful. Uh the Bears looked even worse than that, uh, if you can say that. Uh, I don't know what. I mean, that kid's running for his life over yeah, there. Again. It was just uh, sloppy football all the way around. Um, it really was. It just even the, even the teams that won big were. It was still sloppy. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't yeah. not pretty football. It, uh, it really was. And it started Thursday night, and it lasted all the way until yeah, Monday night. It did. Like it really every did. It just. So it nothing nothing good, but you know week two, everybody seems to find that they got a game film, they got actual film, and they sit down and coaches rip ass and coaches coaches know how to game plan now and coaches the coaching in NFL is is on such a high level that's why it's such a week to week league. They're gonna you right. can come out and be amazing one week. Coaches are gonna figure you out. Oh yeah, um, I, I don't know it's. Well, the the one team I thought that, that impressed me, even though they lost, was was New England. Uh, yeah, the way the yeah. Bill O'Brien. Yeah. <laughs> well, sure. more more or less defensively, I leave Bama, then I go and dominate over for the Patriots. But they spread the ball around a lot. They they used both tight ends um, like they used to. Uh, they tons of receivers yeah, got involved. A lot of, a lot uh, of receivers. They involved. settled down at first. Um, you know, I, mean, I didn't even think Mac Jones was starting the game. I wasn't sure if he was going to start or not. <laughs> Why? Wow. I don't know. I thought I thought someone told me that he was had something happen like a couple days before. Oh, I don't, I don't it know. Was like I a, didn't know about I, that. It was just, a, I guess someone heard something wrong, but I'm like, what? Who? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. I, they kind of impressed Mac. me. Mac. The Bills were, were a disaster. Josh Allen did not look like Josh Allen. Man, he was terrible. Dude, he was a lot of interceptions. He was well, he made he was like Wyoming Josh Allen. Yeah. Um, all over again. So uh, do you have any before we get to our college picks, right, Travis, where we're gonna yep. talk about what we did last week and what we're doing this week. Uh, do you have any sleepers on the waiver wire? Anyone? That anyone's looking uh, at. I think um, you have two names that are coming out of uh, the Rams 
with the way Matt Stafford looked, being on point with that ball, you have Puka Nakua. Yes, uh, and, he's taking Cup's position and you until have Cup's back, and he should be back. The former Louisville Cardinal, Tutu Atwell. Tutu Atwell, yes. And then, uh, what is it? How Kyron, about the running back? Kyron Williams. Kyron Williams. Who actually got more carries than Cam Akers? I picked right. him up today. Okay. Right. What about, how'd you get him today? Waiver wire. I waiver picked him up on a waiver night. wire. Oh, last night. Oh, cool. I haven't looked to see who I got. <laughs> uh, so what about uh, what about uh, your boy for uh, well, our uh, CBS Sportsline waiver wire doesn't go until tonight. Yeah, okay, comes up Thursday night. So uh, um, at two ten to be uh, when I wake up at two eleven. Just so you know. Yeah, well, we don't we don't care about the CBS we don't care about the CBS waiver wire on in, Justice Hill in this could league. Be. Huh? Justice Hill could Justice be Hill Kendrick Bourne. William and Gus, like, Gus uh, the bus. With them, you never know what's going to happen. And I have been hearing some rumors, and I don't know how true they are, that Kareem Hunt could end up with the um, Baltimore Ravens. So they apparently really yes, it's happening. I don't know if it's happening, but there is talks being out there wow. Kareem hunt will be on an nfl roster within the next week or two okay, okay. and i think the um the ravens are kind of leading the charge right I'll now i'll tell you okay. a place I, i'll tell you a place he could uh he could he, he indianapolis could is another team that apparently <laughs> has reached out to his agent so yeah you, indianapolis needs anybody that can run the ball and i'm telling you what if, if they keep running anthony richardson like that He's not going to make it to week I, five. I agree. I mean, I agree. He looked good when he played. He impressed the hell out of me because I was down on him big. Did you, yeah. he, he played like, well. He threw the ball better than I thought he was going to. He he made he good really reads. Did. He ran. Yeah. Um, he, 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 but, man, he's got to learn how to avoid contact good. a little bit better. They need a lot of help. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you're leaning on him as a as a real rookie, a super, I mean, the youngest – He's the youngest quarterback to ever start for the franchise. And so you're leaning on him as that young of a guy. You've got to help him out or he is going to get killed. What, uh, what about Josh Reynolds for the Detroit Lions? Uh, he could be, but keep in mind that Jamison Williams will be back in, uh, what is that, week eight? Well, week eight. I know it's going to get you halfway into the time. season, but. That's uh, I think Reynolds was good for the is Rams. Is it six games, four games, or eight games? I can't remember what it is I with Jamison Williams. He got 13 or 12 targets from uh, – Shadow producer, will you look that from, up for from us? From golf. Uh, I liked him. I thought Reynolds is going to be uh, – I think he's – Well, yeah, he's, uh, he's a big option. I, I really like the way that they used that rookie tight end, Sam Laporta. Yeah. They they used him a lot. Um, yeah. Yep, he was yep. big, and he Hunter played Henry a block in that game that was – Yeah. Uh, he put um, – my guy, the second-year kid out of Washington, put him right. McDuffie, Trent McDuffie. Oh, yeah. Put him right on his butt, man. Yeah. But. Well, it's going to be fun. Week two in the NFL is coming, we're, we, and we'll get more into the NFL. And Jordan Love is a guy to oh, watch yes. out for, man. I thought yes. he looked sharp, and he was without his number one receiver. That's Christian right. Christian Watson did not play in that game. Right. Him and Romeo Dobbs look like they have a connection set up. It's pretty nice, so. I'm uh, looking forward to seeing how how the Packers season goes now. I mean, that's a whole nother storyline now with Rodgers being injured and I and we don't know. I mean, the Bears by 
every metric that I saw just looked horrendous. So it's hard to say how good the Packers are, but they were good enough to beat the holy hell out of them last week. How so. deflated do you think every team in the uh, AFC or NFC North would be if the Packers just didn't skip a beat and <laughs> just know. rolled right through? I know. I know. <laughs> so. uh, um, Fred, uh, I think – you have yes. our... Jameson Williams six games. Thank you, Shadow Producer. Okay, six games. Thank you, Thank Fred. You, I think you have our um, our uh, picks from last week and how we did. So uh, fill us in. How'd we do last uh, week? Here's how we did. Uh, we're gonna go through them. Uh, let's start with the tuna. He won on Colorado. Uh, he. Uh, uh, I want to ask him first, uh, this big, huge game that you were going to watch, this blockbuster game between <laughs> Stanford and USC. Yeah. Stanford getting 31. How did you enjoy your game? Because my Auburn-Cal game was 14-10, to 10 and it was kind of a good little defensive battle. Well, unfortunately, I didn't watch it because okay. I was watching UFC fighting, but I will <laughs> say that there was a Heisman Trophy winner playing in that game. Was there one that played uh, in the Cal Auburn no, game? No, oh, okay. But but okay. Well, it so was whenever you get a chance to watch a Heisman Trophy USC. winner, you you want to do that. Great blowout USC. I, I couldn't find the channel either. By the way, uh, ESPN. Matt. Matt uh, so Tuna here. Uh, he had Colorado and Ole Miss. He went. Matt went. Uh, Tuna went three and one. He won on Iowa at Iowa State and lost on Jimbo Patrimbo. Uh, at Miami, yeah. you said I'm taking Texas A&M. They're going to win. Yep, they're going to cover. And I was and wrong. They got dusted. No, hey, I hear you. Way to stick it out, Fred. How did I do last week? Travis Carter uh, went two and one. He had Colorado and Kansas and lost, as most of us did on Utah. <laughs> Johnny Utah. Uh, Fred went five and one. Uh, one on Colorado, lost on Utah. One on Old Miss. And Texas State. By the way, that old Miss and cover was one of the most exciting things I've ever seen <laughs> in my was, life. It the, was. The old Miss cover. It was. Oh, dude. I mean, what the I hell? I was all over it. I was all over it watching that game right before Bama came on. I loved it. That uh, and the Oregon covers were two of the most exciting of the day. And I got to finish up with my unders. Uh, Fred went two and one, uh, lost on Northwestern at UTEP. Uh, apparently, Northwestern got an offense uh, somehow and well, won big. They played UTEP. But yeah. I did crush the two unders of Virginia Tech, one of the worst teams in football, and Purdue and Iowa, Iowa State, obviously. <laughs> I mean, who don't bet Iowa? I, I think Iowa has become one of my favorite teams right now. Dude. <laughs> the whole storyline, like we talked about team. last week, and then like I don't know, man. They're 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 fun. <laughs> so let's get it, let's get in. Oh, by the way, I want to throw one a shout out to one team before we do these picks that is playing really good football in a new conference, and they just won last week on the blue field. The as Travis would say. Boise State, baby, they got a team. They're on the blue field in Central Florida, and Gus Malzahn is now 2-0 and after two decent wins. And uh, that now that wasn't a big 12 win, but they did take care of business at Boise. Keep your eyes on Central Florida, guys. 
Um, they have a good defense. So with all that being said, uh, let's move into our picks for this week. Um, eeny, meeny, miny, mo tuna. What do you got? All right. Um, my number one, we talked about it earlier, uh, was Georgia Tech to take the, um, I think it's at 18 right now. I liked it better when it was 21, but I still like them to cover against Ole Miss. Uh, number two, I really like the Ohio Bobcats at home against Iowa State. Um, Whoa. Yeah, Curtis Rourke is back and playing, and Athens is a nightmare to play at. Athens, Ohio, not Athens, Georgia, boys. Um, Iowa State looks like an absolute disaster that cannot do anything right offensively or defensively. Give me the Bobcats all day as a home dog plus three. I like them to win outright with that. Um, give me – so we have that, and I also like to add on to that a little three-piece here. Give me Florida State to cover the 26 against the Boston College Eagles. Awesome. Freddie. Well, I am really liking uh, a good quality team that's playing good football against another team that is not playing bad. But I just think this team may have them. K-State at Missouri given six i like that six uh i also like houston at home plus eight giving uh against T tcu uh we we obviously uh, uh we've all talked about mississippi state getting 10 at home i think that's what the spread is uh that that might be wavering from what i'm looking at uh currently but lsu um uh, we talked about wyoming uh let me give you my unders U of L, Indiana. I told you I love that under. I love Iowa State, Ohio under. <laughs> uh, I also love Nebraska, Illinois, uh, Northern Illinois under. Uh, and then as we move on, I got one uh, pro football game uh, that I was looking at, and I. I think it was a total buzzsaw, uh, but I, I have said that I do not think that the Bengals are, are – I think they're going to have an off year this year. I think the Ravens go in there plus four and win. Okay. I hate, I hate to say that, Bengals fans, but I'm sorry. Burrow doesn't look good. Who day? Um, quickly, uh, after a week off last week, Colin comes back with some picks. Uh, he's taking Tulane, minus 12.5. He's taking Washington, minus 16.5. He's taking Indiana, plus 10. And he said, maybe throw this one out there. I think this might be more Purdue hate than anything. He's taking Syracuse Ooh. against Purdue. Uh, Travis is taking, against my better judgment, I'm taking Vanderbilt, minus four at UNLV. That was hard. I'm taking Florida State to cover the 26 against Boston College. Washington, that goes without saying. But the the game I think may be the lock of the college week. Nobody talked about. I'm taking Fresno. Ah. Fresno State. Against Arizona against, uh, State. Arizona State, okay. the, the, uh, the freshman quarterback at Arizona State. What's the, what's the spread on that? What's the number on that? Three. Three. Okay. 
I think Fresno wins that game by ten. Yeah. Um, I like and that. And then, and then uh, my NFL lock of the week is uh, the Lions minus five and a half against the Seahawks. That's a good pick. Um, but uh, you know, we'll see what happens uh, this week. As we said, it's not uh, it's not covered in glory as far as great matchups go but there are entertaining games there are things this weekend yeah it's it's definitely like college football is giving us a weekend that you can go to the pumpkin patch with your family and you can do stuff and it's not that big of a deal because the games aren't that great whatever you got to do to get the wife and kids and keep them happy do it this weekend because next weekend is a loaded slate of games it's just an insane amount of like great top 25 matchups throughout Not a lot of people or you can (laughs) uh or you can Come to Indianapolis and join us all at the game of the week at uh, Lucas Oil this Saturday. There you go. Which, we'll uh, be tailgating early It'll morning. be great. We will have some mimosas uh, and Bloody Marys. We throwing it around the room? Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to say, before we do that, uh, we will have uh, on social media, I will be uh, posting some things from from the game this weekend. I can't wait to go. We've got a big crew of Indiana people, a big crew of Louisville people. It should be an absolute ball. Uh, Tuna, final thoughts? Uh, on the Louisville game? No, just uh, oh, okay. on anything. Um, in, <laughs> just on nice anything. Nice one, John L. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, I mean, I don't really know. There's a, a documentary a guy at work was telling me about that dropped, and it's actually filmed Mexico, here in Louisville, US, Kentucky. Mexico, uh, it's about Ohio Valley <laughs> Wrestling. And it's on Netflix now. Yes. Uh, apparently, it was filmed all around the state of Kentucky. It's filmed over at the Armory on um, uh, Danny Davis, Old Shepherdsville, the old Danny oh, Davis yeah, Arena. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to watch it. Uh, yeah. So that's out, and apparently, all all episodes are available to stream now on it's Netflix. Supposed to be great. So if I, as soon as I find time, I'm going to try to fit that in. It's supposed to be great. Mm-hmm. Fred. Uh, I wanted to throw a shout out to the uh, uh, WNBA. Uh, I've been keeping an eye on this player since she played college at UConn. And I'm going to tell you right now, Brianna Stewart is going to be the greatest women's player of all time. And that's, and that's saying something with some of these girls that have been around. I love that you're going WNBA. I I, I love this. She's 6'4". She plays her butt off on defense and offense. She is Larry Bird in a Marcus Smart jersey or whoever you think one of the better uh, uh, Alvin Robertson, one of the better uh, defensive players uh, in history. She just got voted in as the AP player of the year. And I'm going to tell you right now, she's going to win a lot of championships and a lot of players of the, and, and a lot of MVPs. She is unbelievable. I love the way she plays and I, I do watch her when she plays uh, as much as I can. Man, I can't tell you how much I love that, Fred. Yeah, she's tough. Because she I'm a fan of, of the women's game as well. and uh, and uh, Just watch her play, man. I'm telling you. From that standpoint, money. I would like to uh, extend a uh, congratulations to Grace Berger uh, in Indiana University alumna and uh, – from Louisville, Kentucky, 
who was uh, voted to the all-rookie team in the WNBA there this year. There you go. Which wow, is, two which is, WNBA Which is uh, super cool. Strikedowns. Um, nothing, nothing about the U.S. Open, though. <laughs> well. I know. All right, hold on. Speaking of U.S., one more thing. I, I need to touch on this. For anybody out there that's listening, we covered the World Cup of Soccer like nobody's business. R- Rugby World Cup is going on right now, and it's insane. So if you have Peacock, tune into it. It's an incredible sport. Uh, the The atmosphere is just like the World Cup of Soccer. Okay. The fans, okay. the countries, everybody gets into it. It's just if you find time, it's taking place in France. Who's your tune team? Tune into it. South Africa, South Africa Springboks, who are wearing the um, mint uh, uniforms this year. Oh, yeah. Mint First Jewel. time ever. What time do those games go off? Well, are, are tomorrow they... it kicks off. Um, France and Namibia play tomorrow at 3 o'clock. <laughs> what are okay. you laughing at there? I just like, who, what country? Namibia, which is a country <laughs> in Africa that sits right above South Africa. Nice. It's right next to Botswana. That's your geographical <laughs> okay. lesson. I was going to say, uh, welcome to the blockout geography lesson tonight. I love that. Guys, uh, awesome episode tonight. I cannot wait for the, this weekend. Uh, we're going to have a ball uh, up in Indianapolis. It'll be great. Uh, I can't wait to uh, come back here next week and break everything down. Um, if you enjoy the show, please tell a friend. We have noticed a little bit of a bump the last couple of weeks which I think <clears throat> has a lot to do with uh, college football getting up and running. And uh, we just want to keep growing it. And the only way it grows is by word of mouth. So please uh, let somebody know that you enjoy the block out. Um, and uh, we can't wait to be back here again next week uh, for the whiteboard man, Jody. For the big fella, the tuna, country Matt Kempf. And the fabulous one, Freddie Benders. This is Travis Carter saying so long, everybody. Uh-huh.